Flares and metal barriers had been laid across the road. As the escort was passed through, the driver surveyed the vehicles parked nearby. The mobile crime van, the transport van from the Abu Kabir pathology lab, a blue and white, a border patrol jeep, a Volvo 240 with police plates. Next to the Volvo stood Deputy Commander Laufer. The driver parked and got out of the car. He was a small, dark man, 37 years old. He wore simple clothes and no jewellery, except for an inexpensive wristwatch and an ornate wedding band of gold filigree. His hair was black, tightly kinked, and topped with a small black yarmulke bordered with red roses. The face below was lean, skin the colour of coffee laced with cream. Only the upper surface of his left hand was a different colour, greyish-white, crisscrossed with scars he'd gotten in hand-to-hand combat with a Jordanian soldier during the 67 war. His name was Daniel Shalom Sharavi, and he was, in fact, a Jew of Yemenite origins, a police detective. Intelligence and industriousness had raised him to the rank of Pakad, chief inspector, in the National Police, Southern District. He walked towards the activity. The uniformed policemen were talking to an older man in civil guard uniform. When Deputy Commander Laufer saw him approach, he moved forward, paunch first. Horrible, he said. Butchery. Daniel cocked his head towards the guard. He the one who found it? Laufer nodded. Schlesinger, Yakov. He patrols from old Hadassah, around the university, down past the Emilia Katerina and back, five times a night, six nights a week, then he picks up his car and drives home. What time does he say he found it? Daniel asked. 5.45, answered Laufer. A full hour before Daniel had been called. He looked at Laufer questioningly. I wanted to keep things quiet, said his superior. At least until we can put this in context. No press, and no needless chatter with any personnel not on the investigating team. I see, said Daniel. Dr. Levy's been here? Been and gone. He'll do the necropsy and call you. Do you think our grey friend's back? It was a premature question, thought Daniel, even for one who had made his mark in administration. Does the evidence fit, he asked. The sight fits. Weren't the others found within a half-kilometre radius? Perhaps the bastard has a thing for this area. Perhaps, said Daniel. What about the wounds? Go down, look for yourself, said Laufer. Daniel climbed down into the gully. A technician was working near the body, which was covered by a sheet. Good morning, Pakad Sharavi, he said with mock deference. Steinfeld acknowledged Daniel. He ran his eyes over the site, searching for revelations, seeing only a kilometre of sloping rock field. Beyond it, the deep, narrow valley of Wadi el-Joz, Sheikh Jara, with its jumble of alleys and vanilla-coloured houses, the towers and steeples of the American colony. No blood spatter, no trail of crushed foliage, no bits of clothing adhering conveniently to jutting tree limbs. He asked if there had been any clear footprints. Just those of the guard Schlesinger, the technician said disgustedly. If there were others, he obliterated them. Daniel got down on his knees and lifted up the sheet. The face had been left intact. It stared up at him with half-closed, clouded eyes. Horribly pretty, like a doll's head fastened to the carnage below. A young face, shiny black hair, pierced ears, but no earrings. How old could she have been, Daniel thought, 
fifteen, maybe sixteen. A hot anger kindled in his abdomen. Was the hair like this when you found it, he asked. Clean, combed. Steinfeld nodded. Daniel leaned closer and sniffed. The stench of death had begun to issue from the corpse, but he made out the clean, sweet scent of soap. Someone had washed her. Any identification, he asked. Life should be so easy, said Steinfeld. Daniel searched for ethnic characteristics. She appeared oriental, but that meant little. It was a rare Jerusalem face that told a definite ethnic story. Arab, Ashkenazi, Druze, Bukharan, Armenian. Each had its prototype, but the overlap was substantial. The throat had been cut from ear to ear, separating the ivory knobs of the spinal cord millimeters from complete decay.